Good morning. Thanks everybody for coming, for wherever you're watching from. Today, I want to talk to you about the reason why anything exists. And I want to talk to you about the reason why you are the way that you are, both your strengths and your weaknesses. And then I want to talk to you about the thing that can bring you the greatest joy that human beings can experience. And those are all the same thing. It's like that, you know, that iPhone reveal. It's, it's, it's a web browser and it's, on, it's all one thing. No. And that thing that does all that is in your hands right now. So look at your hand, if you, if you wouldn't mind. You could describe it in a couple of ways. You could say that it's familiar. If you were an engineering type, you could say, oh, my hand is it's complex. There's all these moving parts that do the same thing. It's a marvel of engineering. But today I want you to see your hand maybe a little differently. See it as this is a device for usefulness. This hand is useful. Your hands do a lot of things. People's hands can, you can, if you need to burp a baby, hands are good for that. If you need to hammer in nails, hands can do that. If you need to design technology, hands can do that. In a minute, we're going to have people up on the stage using their hands to make music. Think about everything that your hands have done for you today. It might be that they're holding the phone that you're watching this on. It could be that they helped you get in this building by grabbing the door. You, you got a, a shoulder and everything, but if you didn't have a grip point, you're not getting in anywhere. So hands are useful, and they are useful because they're yours, and you are made to be useful. Usefulness is this magical element that does all those things that I said. It is, usefulness is why we are here. Usefulness is why you are the way you are as a human being, and usefulness can lead us to the greatest joy. And it's, it's a kind of an awkward, stuffy word, usefulness, but the concept is absolutely magic. Usefulness just means helping, something that is good and constructive. You know it when you see it. If you need something and somebody is able to help you, that is usefulness. And that might seem like kind of an afterthought to people. Oh yeah, well the real things that make up the universe are matter and energy, and then there's usefulness. It's just like this is something that sometimes happens between people. But actually, when God set this whole thing off, when God said, I'm gonna make there be something rather than nothing, usefulness was actually the main goal. So if, you, if we were to imagine, let's say, a timeline of creation, starting with in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And a couple of services ago, we pointed out that this is not a literal account in the beginning of Genesis of how the world got created. If you want to check out that episode, it's called The Seven Stages of Life. I'd highly recommend it. But this is the start of the journey. So to look at how we think the universe came about, let's turn to what we've learned through all the amazing scientific instruments 
that we have, but we're going to do a little bit of a different journey through the creation of the cosmos here because we're going to be focusing this time on the main goal, which is usefulness, and which I would posit is what God was focusing on when all this creation was happening. So let's go back, oh, you know, billions of years. And there's a point at which, I don't know, sometime after we think there was a big bang and there was all these elements all over the place, and you end up with a bunch of stuff around. There's gas and there's dust. And it's swirling and doing amazing things. Get out there and make the world, make the universe a better place right now. There's matter, there's material, but there's no right and wrong. There's no need. There's nothing for or against. It's all just, you push this cloud this way, okay, now it's over there. So we have matter, we have energy, but usefulness is yet to emerge. So let's flash forward to when we've got bodies are forming stars and planets, and you start to see something new, which is recognizable structure. So now you could kind of be for or against something. You could say, I know this planet is, is sort of trying to be, you know, through the force of gravity, it's trying to be round and whole. So if you want to help pack it in, you could do something, or if it blows apart, that's against it. But so there's some usefulness, there's some help in there, but the stakes aren't high. Nobody suffers if one planet does or doesn't form. There's not really a, a direct will out there in the universe. As life emerges, let's say we're 400 million years ago in the early oceans of the world, I don't know if that's exactly when you had jellyfish, but they're a great emblem of early life because of their alien-looking form. With the, with the emergence of life, with the creation of life, you start to have a will and you can clearly see, oh, I could help. I, I know if, if this little jellyfish, stay with me for a minute, if this little jellyfish is stuck in some little rock pool, I know it wants me to scoop it back into the ocean, and that doing that could help its life. I could do something that's useful here. That has begun to emerge, but it really ramps up, and usefulness really appears in all the grandeur it was intended for when we come on to the scene. Because human beings what we're really here for and what we're really good at is usefulness. That we are not the pinnacle of creation, like you're, there's a million things out there that are faster than you, that are stronger than you, but what you're really good at is being useful. And this was God's intent and the reason for existence. I'll hit you with a quick quote from New Church Theology that just lays out what, <laughs> what why you are like you are and what God was trying to do with everything in a couple of paragraphs. This is from True Christianity. Before creation, why do anything in the first place? Before creation, God was love itself and wisdom itself. That's what God is in, in, the, in essence, is love and wisdom. It's heart and mind. That love and that wisdom had a drive to be useful. You can't really love something and know something about it 
without wanting to bring that into action. Without usefulness, love and wisdom are only fleeting abstract entities, and they do indeed fly away if they do not move in the direction of usefulness. This is fairly high-minded philosophical stuff, and we're talking about God before creation, but the principle applies on every level, including if I were to say to my daughter, I love you so much, and she would say, I'm hungry. Can you get me some food? I love you so much. Love and wisdom, even though I know where the food is and how to get it, love and wisdom only come into being through usefulness. That is how they find their expression. They're real things, but they cannot be born into the world unless there's something useful to do. God created the universe so that usefulness could exist. Why is all this stuff here so that usefulness can exist? This is an ideal environment for usefulness to emerge. So all the way that physics are, all the way that electromagnetism is, and the way that people are, and the way that life is, and the way that time is, and the way that space is, all of this creates the perfect conditions for usefulness to exist. Therefore, the universe could be... Nobody read ahead while I was doing that, did you? Okay. So now you'll be hearing this for the first time. Therefore, the universe could be called a theater of useful functions. All aspects... And here's... Okay, so there we go from everything to what, what are you doing here. All aspects of the divine design have been brought together and concentrated in us so that God can perform the highest forms of useful service through us. Why are we like we are? What's the point of us? All of this was building to, there's usefulness at all levels. It's not that only humans are useful. There's plenty of other usefulness, as I was trying to illustrate. But we are made like we are so that God can perform the highest forms of service, do the, the most loving and the wisest things through us. That was this initial urge before creation started. So that's what you are. Do you feel like that? <laughs> Do you feel like you are? Well, in the next section, I want to get us to look at ourselves a little differently and see how not just what we can do well makes us perfect forms for usefulness, but also what we don't do well. So we'll talk about that after the song. Good morning, everybody. There's a light that glows by the front door Don't forget the keys under the mat When childhoods are shine Always stay humble and kind Go to church cause your mama says to Visit grandpa every chance that you can it won't be a wasted time Always stay humble and kind Hold the door and say please 
transport you hearing music? Isn't that something useful? Hasn't that done something for your spirit? This is a, people are very versatile, that we can just use our vocal cords and fingers to like, make you feel an emotion. It's a pretty good trick. We're full of those tricks, and we're full of the receiving of them. I want to start this second section where we want to look at ourselves as a being of usefulness with this quote that I love from Psalm 139. It says, 
I will praise you, this is talking about God, I will praise you, that's why it's capitalized, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You could, could have just said wonderfully made, right? It, it, fearfully. And in the English, it, they almost mean the opposite thing. Fearful. Like if someone were to say, oh, <clears throat> you're wonderful. Thank you. You're fearful. W what? Why do we have these two aspects of us? Because if I were to say to you, you, know, you are a perfect creation of God, which I am going to say that to you. Well, I don't get it because, you know, I threw my back out when I was getting the laundry out. I forget things. What, what are you talking about? In, in so many ways, human beings are really great and really brilliant and really ingenious, but we're also very vulnerable and seem to have these big flaws in a lot of areas. That is exactly why we're so useful. It's because we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Because not only are human beings the ultimate tools for usefulness because we can do so many things that help, but also because we need so many kinds of help. We just think of yourself as I am a unit that overall increases the amount of usefulness that can exist in the universe because that's what the point of it was. The opportunities to help and the opportunities to be helped and us helping each other through life is what makes us so great. <laughs> Not because we don't have any flaws. If you didn't have any flaws, you would be putting it all in on the helping, but there would be no one to help. But just think about the different ways that you do both and how you as an individual make the world that kind of better place. For example, with the small things in life, if I'm thinking, okay, well, the point of life is usefulness, usefulness leads to joy. If I see something like, oh, the sink is full of dishes, oh, that's an opportunity to be useful. I can do it. Hooray. Look at this. And that can get you through some small things. There's times when I think, all right, I've got to do this little bit of work that I'm not crazy about doing, but I know that this is in service of the grand plan. You can actually get a little bit of a boost from it, but really the way that usefulness shows up in our lives is through the way that we are, our primary way of helping the human race, whatever that is. It could be that your job is you're doing dishes in a restaurant. Then I would start to think about, as I'm doing those dishes, what's, what's the use in this? Well, all these people are getting to eat, which is keeping them alive, but also all the conversations, all the relaxation, all the rebuilding that's happening in there. Without me doing these dishes, there'd be one or two meals and then it'd be over. So you can be thinking about the usefulness that you do through whatever your vocation is. So as you're in your job, you're thinking, I am making people's lives better, and that's tapping into what it is to be useful. But then, if you think on the other side, and this is the side we usually don't think about, how am I allowing other people to be useful? And this morning when I was thinking this over, I was getting even a little bit emotional, thinking about 
the ways that people have helped me. You might think, if I, was, if I was, had it all together, I would never need to go see a therapist. But when, I, when I've gone to see a therapist, it's, that allows them to be a therapist. And it, it's because I needed that, I was able to receive that exquisite help from them. I remember when I was, um, when I was having some health struggles and people came and took care of some things for me, the gratitude that I felt for that. We had a leak in our basement from the faucet there, and I don't know how to fix that. Every time that I go in and try to do something like that, what was a little leak, suddenly now we have to shut the water off to the whole house. But there are people who can do this amazing thing where they come in and they, they help you. And I think probably if you're just, you know, you go around and fix people's plumbing all the time, you don't understand what that does for us. You don't understand the, f- the feeling of, how am I going to fix this? I can't do this. You did it. You did it. You helped. So I was really struck in putting this together. What, what a novel thought that felt like to me, that we're, human beings are perfect at increasing the total amount of usefulness that exists. Because we're so flawed and we have so much help that we need, there are so many ways that you can help people. There are so many needs. Think about all the causes that people are involved in and all the particular places in which somebody needs help that people can zero in on and do. We are contributing to that. And that really any human being has to have help to do anything. And just think about the way that you were were born. You were, I was, we were at the beach last week, and two houses down from us was this little baby. And every time that, that they would, the parents would take that baby past our house or take it down to the beach, and he was, you know, he was something months old, old enough that he could, like, kind of wave, but still, like, bobble his head around. And it just, like, I just felt great every time I saw that baby. But that baby cannot do anything useful <laughs> for himself. You, we absolutely come in completely needing, completely needing. And in society as we grow, we are absolutely constantly receiving help from others. I mean, the people grow our food, people make the technology that we use to do our vocation. We are absolutely useful by, by definition. And that's great. That is what makes us this perfect creation. So you are right now doing God's work on both ends. That you are allowing people to help you as you're going out to help. So maybe even during this next song, take a moment to reflect on the ways in which you help and the ways in which you need help and see them as equal parts in the, crea- the achievement successfully of what the world was made for, that we are increasing the amount of helping that can exist as a, as a phenomenon.
all around the world. People stepping up, people stepping up. Sacrifices made for the neighborhoods, fighting for the good, for the greater good. Turn our wounded world around and care for us when we're
Yeah, thanks to everybody who has contributed to New Church Live. That's the only way that we can do the useful things that we do. In that song, it was saying, uh, you won't be by yourself. And that is really what it's all been building toward. We talked in the first section about the reason why everything exists and the intent of God and how you can see the usefulness in your hands, see your hands differently. In the second section, we talked about why we are the way that we are and to see ourselves differently. In the third section, I want to talk about why. Why do we have all this usefulness in the first place? And we want to look here and try to see the human race differently, see us as people differently. In Psalm 96, it says, Declare His glory among the nations, His wonders to all peoples. We are meant to be together because usefulness, what it does more than anything else is usefulness unites. Usefulness is the ultimate tool for bringing people together and creating a bond of love and connection. Usefulness is how that happiness comes together. So if you think about all of humanity, it's good that there's this picture of a beach here, because I was just, I was at the beach, as I said, and there's this definite tendency when you go to the beach to say, well, I hope there's not too many other people here. I hope that they set up way over there and they set up way over there because, you know, you, you want your space, which is fine. I'm not saying all the time you have to say, oh, come sit right next to me. But overall, it's good that there are all of us. We've touched on this before in New Church Live, but the reason that there's all of us is we are intended to become one, which that sounds good, but how do you be one? The only way you can actually literally come together and be one is through being useful to each other. And this is the way that God's grand plan from the beginning, back when there was just dust and clouds, that's the way it comes together and works. So I got a couple of quotes for you that I find absolutely inspiring, and I'll see if I can communicate that to you. This is from Divine Providence 27. He's talking about the nature of God and why, what in God's heart drives God to do this. The Lord did not create the universe, which was created so usefulness could exist. The Lord did not create the universe for his own sake, but for the sake of those with whom he would be in heaven. As we'll see in the next quote, heaven is a state where you're in the joy of serving one another. That's what heaven is. It can occur anywhere. For spiritual love is such that it wishes to give what it has to another. That's a pretty good definition of usefulness, that I know I have, I've got water. Do you want some water? I've got the knowledge of why you don't need to be worried about this particular situation, so I'll give that to you. We had to do a lot of that for my daughter this week. I was saying, it's okay. No, it would, if, if the car does get a flat tire, we would just change it and the people would come. 
Spiritual love is such that it wishes to give what it has to another. And to the extent that this is possible, it is in the enjoyment of its being, its peace and its bliss. So it's not just giving. You get back what you're looking for, which is happiness. Spiritual love derives this characteristics from the Lord's divine love, which is infinitely of such a character. So every time we extend this little bit of usefulness and we say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to help you because I know that you need help. I know it's the right thing to do. You can get this joy from doing it, and this is experiencing on a little level what God is doing through the whole universe, what the point of all of it is. So with that set up, I want to talk about the joy that usefulness causes. This is from Heaven and Hell. All the pleasures of heaven are united to forms of service and dwell within them. It's not that charismatic of a sentence or of a clause since I always stop at commas and I did there, but I want to back up. All the pleasures of heaven are united to forms of service and dwell within them. Heaven lives inside of that helping that heaven, including the ha happiness of heaven that you go to after you die, like the, the heaven, heaven, it's only heaven because of, all, of the service that's being done, of the helping that's happening. That's why you can experience heaven as a state anywhere where two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst of them. All of the joy in that state is united to doing something helpful. Okay, we can read the rest of the sentence now. Because forms of service are the good effects of love and the thoughtfulness that angels are immersed in. So, love and wisdom. Consequently, the nature of each individual's pleasure, so your happiness, depends on the nature of the kind, that individual's service. And its intensity depends on the intensity of the affection for service. The kind of helping that you in particular can do gives you your own heaven. It will bring you your own satisfaction and happiness. And the more that you understand what that helping is and what it does, and the more that you love it, the greater that happiness is that comes back to you. This was the intent from the beginning. When God was said, I'm going to make something rather than there being nothing, it's that he was looking for this kind of happiness to unite people together. So the more, so you can trust helping. You can say, if I devote my life to doing what is useful and to enjoying that, it's going to grow and grow and it's going to bring all of us together. And you just look at the way that the world is getting more and more interconnected through service. People are doing things for people now on a scale across the world that they've never been able to do before. And the more of that that there is, the more we become one. And ultimately, it's to become one with the Lord in the midst. Remember when Jesus says, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. He, he lists off all these categories of need. I was a stranger and you let me in. I was in prison. I was naked and you clothed me. Everybody needs different kinds of help. And in New Church Theology, it talks about those are all the different ways, all the different categories of need people are in. 
Sometimes they need to be taught. Sometimes they need to be comforted. Sometimes they need to be woken up. Sometimes they need to be confronted. There are, there are literally billions and billions of ways that people need and can accept help. And to go and find those and pursue them is the Spirit of God in each of us or urging us toward that because that is the happiness. That, that is the way to happiness for the human race. And it won't happen without that. It, only through useful service can the joy of heaven come. The good news is you were made for that. You were made to help. It's in every fiber of your being. Every time you look at your hands, you can see I am a usefulness machine. And my weaknesses are actually someone else's strengths because where I need help, that lets them be more and more in their heaven. So let's all go out and uh, help God accomplish the reason for existence, bringing that happiness that that spiritual love urges to all of our neighbors and friends and friends we have yet to make. So let's take a minute, let that settle in to our spirits. We're going to have a little prayer, and perhaps you can be asking God to ignite that fire in you, the, the passion for helping, and how you can change the world for the better, and to, to teach you, you know, where, where does that live? Where, where can I find my ability to be useful, and where can I notice that people are being useful to me? So, oh yeah, can you do a little bit of um, noodling music, Ray? That would, be, that would be awesome. Okay, then if we're doing that, then let's, let's just have a moment of silent reflection where you let that in, and then we'll do the Lord's Prayer together after that. So, just remember, you were made to help. You, the universe exists for usefulness. You are the perfect machine or organism for usefulness, and usefulness brings happiness and connection. So let's just ask the Lord where usefulness can show up in our life. stay in that, or you can say the prayer with me. I'm going to say the Lord's Prayer. And just remember that because God created the universe so that usefulness could exist, everything in the Word is leading us toward that usefulness and toward heaven. This is a way for us to approach God and ask God to make this heavenly usefulness the thing that moves our hearts. So we can say it together. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And that glory 
I just want to say, is not just glory as some abstract thing or veneration of God. The glory is the happiness and the togetherness that comes with usefulness. So thank you to all of you for all the help that you're doing out in the world. Some of you have helped me directly. Some of you are helping me indirectly by what you do for everyone else and in making the world a better place. And um, I hope that you go out proud of that and, and hungry for more. So we'll have a final song to let it sink in and um, we can go out and do some useful things.
in a loving stillness. No, my God, you know where to find me. Here I am inside my body, and I breathe your love. songs. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for showing up. Pleasure playing for you. Have a wonderful rest of your day and your week. See you soon. There's no surprise.